good day and happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sunshine Stephen podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Rice, and today I have a great, great show for you. I'm going to be sitting down with uh, one of my friends, Caitlin Ramsey, and we're going to be talking about the less fortunate when it comes to money. And um, we'll get into a little of that. That's one of my first things that I bring up with her. And um, just to be continued, but I, I, you know, it's poor people. It's people that, you know, are, you know, there's different ways and some people, um, I don't want to give too much away, but like, we'll get into that. That's like one of the first things that me and Caitlin talk about, but just know for right now, I'm going to either say less fortunate or poor people and give you a little bit of my backstory before we get into the interview with her. And then of course have a good meditation moment, mental health moment. Um, yeah, it's going to be great, beautiful, gorgeous, and I'm just so excited. So let's get right into it, shall we? I've definitely mentioned it and talked about it a little bit in the past, but there is no secret that I grew up very, very, very poor, (laughs) very um, uh, less fortunate than many others, you know, and I'm not talking like, oh, you know, we only shopped at clearance racks and stuff like that. Like, no, I'm talking like, you know, even if we did get clothes, it was from Goodwill or donated. I lived in hood housing for a while. Um, there were times where we were evicted and I had to live in like a sketchy motel for a, a bit, you know, um, never really had the, the quote unquote luxury things um, that other kids and other families had, you know, there were times like, you know, we wouldn't know where our next meal was coming from. We would definitely, um, you know, struggle with paying bills and stuff like that. And sometimes my mom, you know, cause she just cared so much about uh, her kids and everything. You know, there was one point where she chose to pay my sister's electric bill rather than ours because, you know, she had grandchildren from my sister and everything like that. So for about two or three weeks, we stayed with my sister because we had no electricity at our trailer. So, and yes, trailer. Yeah. That's another thing too, which I think that there's a lot of stigma like, Oh, trailer park trash and stuff like that. Like what I am white trash. (laughs) I grew up white trash, like just point blank, like it, it, very poor and predominantly, um, white neighborhoods and stuff like that. Um, except there, of course there were times, you know, uh, where there was diversity in, when we lived in HUD housing and stuff like that with people of color and different types of family and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I was white trash though. <laughs> Definition, like you're poor, a um, lot of like shitty family antics and stuff when it comes to like race and class and everything like that. And so like, really gross. Um, but my mom, that's why she was always like the black sheep of the family because she never really fed into that a lot. She was just like a hippie doing her own thing, like whatever, um, just being a good person. That was her philosophy. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people in the, my family, like even this past weekend, you know, seeing the posts and stuff about the 4th of July just made me ugh, gross. Um, but yeah, definitely grew up um, like that. And like it, that to me, I guess it was looking back. It's super sad because I felt like, oh, this is it. Like this is 
how my world is. This is how, you know, it must be for a lot of people. Like, this is just it. Like, there is no breaking the cycle, getting out of it and everything. But I did, which is nice. I, I was the first one um, to graduate high school, only one to go to college so far in my fam. And, you know, I, I like, looking back, I would never think, like, if I were to pull little, like, a little baby Steven and say like, Hey, this is where your life's going to be. Not only being able to live openly as a gay man, but also cause you know, there's a lot of privileges that I have now because I've worked my way up and I have a good stable job and stuff like that. So, but I, I just never thought like that was in the cards for me. So there's a lot of stigma and stuff. And me and Caitlin go into this a little bit more. Um, and there's a part and I keep like going back. There's a part where I'm talking about my sister one of my sisters who I kind of go off on a little tangent and I don't think I was very clear on what I was trying to say, but I was like, you know, it is what you make of it. It is what you make of it. You know, we, we got dealt the same cards and everything, but then also after studying and looking back, it's like, it's so hard to break that cycle. Like it is really, really hard. Not, you can say, you know, yes, I want to break the cycle. I want to better myself or whatever, or do what. But sometimes it's just like the system and the world is against you. And it, it's just shitty. It's so shitty. It's so, so, so shitty. And I go into that a little bit more too with Caitlin. And um, it's just, like I said, looking back, I would have never thought like, oh, where I am today. I'm like, oh shit. Like, this is insane. Like, I never thought like, you know, that was possible. Like I thought that you had to be like born into that family <laughs> to be that privileged and have like, um, to be able to afford things. Like, cause even now, like I'm like, Oh gosh, like how much do I spend on a cell phone a month? Like, Oh my gosh. Like, and to me, I mean, it's like me and my husband and I'm like, Oh my, like, no, we like, I never even had a cell phone growing up. First of all, uh, it wasn't until like my 15th birthday that I got a pay as you go. So if anything, I think it was like a, a dollar per day to keep it activated. And so it was like, what, 30 bucks a month, but like no internet, nothing like that. Uh, calls after nine were free and you got to choose one number, which was my house phone that was free. So other than that, like in limited text, everything like that. So girl, yeah, the, just even things like that. But like, I mean, it goes deeper into that. We didn't even, um, we couldn't afford cable or anything like that. There was a post that somebody, somebody tweeted out and was like, as a kid growing up, what did you think? Like, Oh, that's a luxury or, or something like that. Like, Oh, if you had that, you know, you made it. And I was like, Oh my God, if you had cable or two story house, like, Oh bitch, you rich, rich. Like you got money, you got coin, like you've made it in life. Uh, now I'm like, no, 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 no. So, yeah, I just feel like it's really hard right now, especially, you know, uh, in America, where we're like, everybody should have equal opportunity, yada, yada, yada. But yet we still have people out there struggling. And yes, of course, I believe that there are some people that probably take advantage and everything like that of the system and um, all that, like, whatever. But for the most part, I'm like, you have these billionaires just sitting up on their pedestals and I'm like, help other people out. Like, aren't we supposed to be one big happy family, right? One one team, one nation under Gaga, you know? So it's just really something that um, 
enhanced close to home to me because it, it, I don't think people realize. And I tell people like my story and like how I grew up and like, I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg <laughs> like of what it was like growing up super, super poor. And people just like, Oh my God, I would have never. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's, but it's really hard. There's more people out there that like have given up or they didn't get opportunities. Like I do. I did. And, um, it's just really sad. I just want to help people as much as I can. And right now I can't do it financially. <laughs> so I'm definitely trying to do it um, with spreading my story, letting people know like there is hope. Um, and then letting people know too, like we should help. We shouldn't frown upon people that are struggling. Let's lift them up and help them. Okay. So let me stop blabbing about that. And once I have my life together and my book gets published and everything, you'll learn more about my um, sad, poor, pathetic life as a child. But you know what? I turned out pretty okay, right? So super excited to be talking about the future Elle Woods of America, Miss Caitlin Ramsey. And we're talking about the less fortunate, her experience with working with nonprofit organizations. Oh, that's a tongue twister. That's a mouthful. Um, we also play a cute little game where we roast billionaires and talk about what we would do if we had all that money. Because, bitch, that's a lot of money. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm so glad she was able to take some time and talk to me. And just without further ado, here it is. Here's a beautiful interview with Miss Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Stephen. Awesome. Hi, how are I'm you? I'm doing well. I don't... I don't know why I do this. Uh, full transparency, y'all. <laughs> We've been talking for like 12 minutes. I don't know why I do this. I d I've done this with a couple people where I'm like, how are you? Like, we're just now starting to talk. No, nah, girl, we've been talking yeah. for 12 minutes. <laughs> Has it really been 12 minutes? Yeah, girl. Okay. And everybody does it. Like, they don't realize it because we just get talking and kikiing and talking about good stuff and it gets serious and it gets good and everything. And then it's like, Oh, it's been two and a half you know, hours. At least, <laughs> like, at least you're transparent about it. I mean, you better confess it now yes. versus <laughs> never. Versus people. Like yeah, the Jersey exactly. Shore. So, yeah. Like, Sorry, you're, you're at least saying, like, <laughs> you know, I don't have naturally spiked up poofy hair. Like, you yeah. know, you're, you're being honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm being honest. This isn't gel. This is Exactly. Natural. Like, <laughs> it okay. has its own <laughs> stiff spiky porcupine oh, texture gosh. obviously i can't <laughs> i cannot like this tan is natural yes. too yeah no I there's no natural <laughs> <orange> color cheeto <laughs> dust <laughs> yes exactly I, naturally a yes well yes I, I mean you know what if our president who is clearly naturally be, yeah, exactly. orange with a like yeah a line of demarcation you know, that's like very mm. evident. You can too. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's president means you can do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. In this world, exactly. <laughs> or at least in the United States. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I could do anything. Uh, anyways, let's get into it. Okay. Like, girl, okay. <laughs> I just had to throw that out serious there. Serious time. <laughs> we do that where I'm like, yeah, serious time. Well, the first topic, not really serious, but yeah. I wish I had a dollar for every time. And I always like to go into how I met my guests. Ooh. And if I had a dollar for every time that 
oh, I met my guest through Kelsey Martin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would be so yes. rich. So <laughs> do you do you remember where we went? Where it was? And in Riverside? Yes, we went to the loft. Yes. The loft and it was it the garage? Yes. I yes, I don't remember. I, think we had... I remember the loft. I remember the spicy barbecue chicken nachos we had after. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. remember that? Look, we, yes, I remember. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a night. It was a, it was an it, adventure. It was a lifetime ago. <laughs> it was, it was so, I remember, it's so funny because like, of course, as the night went on, we got more and more toasty. So I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> but I remember those nachos. Yes, I will but I remember remember those nachos. Those so good. And I remember at the loft when um I I'll never forget because I thought it was so gross. But Kelsey Martin, she don't play. She's not gonna mm-hmm. waste a dollar. And that kind of leads into yes. <laughs> yes. episode C. And she made me try that. What is it? The Irish car bomb. Oh my god! I thought we did those. Oh my god! And she was like, "You have to." I took, I took one sip, and I was like, mm, mm. "It was like me trying girls out." Didn't mm, no. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Yes." laughs> and she was like, "Give it here," and she was like, "I'll taste it. I'll do yes, it." Yes, I think was, I think her and uh, I shared it afterwards. I think we were just like, yes. "Okay, we'll we'll take Steven. We're not wasting this. We're you yes. know." we're real it was we're gonna so ovary gross. up right now and just yeah drink this yeah i oh i was so i was like what is it but then what was the shot that buttery nipple oh my god like the butterscotch <laughs> girl that was the beauty yes that i could do over and yes over. yes it was... i i miss college oh my man. god oh but and also I, do I don't think people realize we actually went to rival schools remember we did? yes i went to unf University of North. Oh, that's oh, and you went to oh, you. Oh. I totally, I totally blocked that out. I have to end this now. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. We're technically rivals. I totally blocked that out. It's okay. We technically hate each Te- other. Yes, technically, but you know what? It's fine. Kelsey Martin unites us all. She does. She. Oh, I'm just so. We're gonna. Yeah, yeah. That's how we met, yes. though, and that was such a fun night. I still see the pictures. Yes. Oh. And it's one of those times where you take pictures and you think, oh my God, I look glamorous and cute. And then you look back and you're like, I was drunk. Yes. <laughs> so drunk. So drunk. And you, I don't, I feel like we're getting off topic, but like this, the, the one thing I will okay. say, I remember the caption was something about a date or a double date or something like that. And my mom something. called me up and she was like, Caitlin, are you dating someone? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> No. no, no, bitch. Not that my mom's a bitch, but like, but no. But yeah, no, lady, I'm not. You're like he actually was there with his boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. That, that's happened. That's happened to me so many times. I remember one um, friend. She's actually married now and everything, but she we were working together, and we were stuck doing a kids' event for New Year's. It was 2014, going mm-hmm. into 15. And we had all these fake light up rings for kids to play yes. with. And so I was, we were joking around. And so we did a cute little photo where I was proposing to her and it was totally staged and fake. Yes. And she, the next day she was like, my, like everybody, my family oh, was calling thinking we're engaged. Like they're mad gosh. that they haven't met you. 
I was like, girl. Could you, but could you imagine you like rolling up to that like family meet and greet be like, hello, I'm hey. here, your future son-in-law. Right. Son-in-law, uh, totally straight. Well, What's for brunch? If I can't get married to who I want to get married, guess what? I'm going to marry your daughter. Guess what? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so, I should have done yes. that. I should have been like, yeah, let's go yeah, with so it. Yeah, so maybe you <laughs> should fight for, you know, marriage equality and I won't marry your daughter. So. Exactly. Exactly, because that was, that was mm-hmm. the, that was before marriage. Um, girl, mm-hmm. I should have, if I knew then what yes. I know now. <laughs> but yes, that's yes. how we met. And um, I, uh, well, actually Kelsey was like, hey, I have people that I can connect you with uh, that you want to, if you want to interview them for the podcast. And I was like, girl, I know her. We go way back. Me and Caitlin, yeah, we're being <laughs> yes. about the shared nachos together. Those nachos. Now I can't. I'm so I hungry now. <laughs> like, I am too. Oh. And I hope that it wasn't like, because you know how sometimes you're like, this is the best food ever, but it's really because you're tipsy and oh, yeah. a little gone. And then you have it sober and you're like, this is No, disgusting. because honestly, like, honestly I took them home <laughs> and I ate them the next day. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's right. Good. That's right. I remember you were like, I needed to go box. And I was like, girl, are you going to eat those and tomorrow? Like, and you were like, absolutely. I'm not wasting no. a dollar. That's yeah. I, I downed your drink and I'm going to eat the rest of these like, nachos. <laughs> I am frugal. Like, I'm... yes, exactly. Same. So that leads us into yes. <laughs> <laughs> to why we're rest, here. The, the, to why we're here. We're talking about the less fortunate and, you know, poverty and um, fundraising and all that good stuff. And so we just, I guess we could go into a little why we think, you know, poverty sucks. And I do want to start off because I'm going back and forth. I'm like, I don't know if this is okay to say, mm-hmm. and I never want to offend anybody, but as a former person that was, didn't have a lot of money, is it okay to say poor? Like, oh, I was poor. So, or, I don't know. I just don't know how okay. I feel. So yeah. here's the thing. There is... <laughs> big debates about it right about terms like the less fortunate about poor about poverty about using the you know low socioeconomic status um Mm -hmm. I think like anything else it's kind of if you've gone through it it's one thing to claim your title so if that's something that Mm -hmm. you've gone through I will be fully transparent I am a white middle-class American and the term I've always been explained to use has been low socioeconomic status um so that's something Mm -hmm. that I'll probably be using throughout the 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 talk but you know I think if that's something and a term that you feel is something you identify with and something that really resonates and explains your experience you know, who am I to say for sure? Okay. Okay. That makes it. Yeah. I, I'll probably use the less fortunate because that's, you know, mm-hmm. although growing up, it was like, no, we yeah. <laughs> like we, yeah, we poor and like people I know, and I try not to, I mean, I use humor clearly yes. a lot. And I know some people are like, no, you like, no, we were like low, right. low class. I mean, we lived in HUD housing. Right. You know, at times we, we lived in, um, it was, you know, my mom was a single mom of four and she had cancer like mm-hmm. our whole life and everything. So we lived, one time we had to live in a women's shelter for like 
two weeks. Like it was, it was rough. We lived in an RV for a while. Right. Like it was motels and stuff like that. So it really, so yeah, I, but she always, whenever I would complain and be like, oh, we're so poor, right. you know, I don't, you know, and everything. She was like, no, we're just less right. fortunate. So I get that's right. what I would stick with because she always wanted to have like a nice spin on it. But like it was exactly. still a struggle. Exactly. And, <laughs> and that's the thing is it would be in really bad taste of me as like and and the thing is me as like a white middle class person who grew up pretty fine. You know, if I were like, I'm mm-hmm. so broke and it's really I can't afford yeah. uh my nails to be done this week versus next week because of my paycheck, Girl, you know, right. that's that's where you know we need to check our privilege obviously and and amplify the voices of people who have actually experienced it because you know Mm -hmm. those are the people who can really talk about it and it's just gross and icky and like not cool if you have never experienced that and it's just something that's so innate in our language and how we talk, especially as millennials is we always talk about being broke or poor, you know, not Mm -hmm. having things when it's really like, girl, if you still have an iPhone or you still have mom and dad paying your rent, but you just, you know, spent all your, all your pocket money this week, like you're not poor or broke and you probably shouldn't say that at all. Um, and just yep. tell your friends that you'll go get mimosas or brunch next week, right. you know, versus trying to create this narrative that you are also struggling when you're really not. Yeah, that's something that I've always been <laughs> yes. very, very passionate about, too. Like, oh, I hate it. Like, and I've said this before, like, I hated the holiday times, like going mm-hmm. back to school after Christmas and kids like even being bitchy like I wanted the newest PlayStation but I got and I'm like girl I got some <laughs> yes. socks and a tooth I got yes. necessities yes. like it- the lights are still on so that's a that's to me I'm good exactly. like, you know and it, it's hard to look back now because I'm like oh my and like I tell people and they're like that's what you came for and I'm like yeah like it was it was a struggle it was really bad and like I remember even going to right. JU and you had that it was very uh, I don't know right. it was very awkward because you had to like it right. was kind of divided where you did have like the the mom and dad are covering this tuition and then you had I'm like well I'm working right. four jobs right uh, <laughs> like I have I'm so such in debt and everything right. and it just exactly yeah. and and that's that's the thing where you have to come from it's you know people like me who you know I I went to school and I worked but I'm not gonna sit there and say if I didn't have my parents you know I would be in a much different situation right now I am I'm so Mm -hmm. lucky because hopefully as we go along with this podcast you you'll really understand that a lot of it boils down to to luck in the family you're born into is I, I'm right. extremely lucky that I grew up with parents who were both had, you know, I had both parents, which is, you know, one, an advantage Two, both my parents were educated three, you know, my mom started her own business, you know, to say that I completely worked for everything I had would be a lie. And it's a lie. A lot of people 
who grow Mm -hmm. up middle class tell themselves because they think that oh well Mm -hmm. I wasn't wealthy well you know middle being middle class is pretty pretty wealthy just just throwing that out there it's pretty well off you know you're doing pretty good for yourself and it's it's something that you know you have to make sure whenever you're having these conversations that you're being totally transparent with it and you're being honest with yourself and you're really understanding Mm -hmm. that you know I'm super lucky and I can't judge someone who didn't grow up with all these advantages you know we have a car in a state that it's you know, you have to have a car in Florida. You can't, you know, there's no reliable mm-hmm. transportation systems here. It's hot. It, you know, even if you could walk somewhere, yes. it is walking through a sauna. Like I went Blazing. outside today for five minutes. I yes. had under boob sweat, like within two seconds. Yes. It's, it's, it's the a struggle. struggle. And, yes. and so you're dealing, you know, I am so lucky that, you know, I was able to have cars and, and houses and whether or not they were top of the line anything that doesn't matter because you know those are what it takes to make sure that your family doesn't experience homelessness or poverty it's it's having that generational Mm -hmm. wealth and education that really separates people and creates these huge class gaps Right. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And I totally see that. Of course, when I was younger, I never, Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know, this is how this is. And it's kind of shitty with a kid growing up like that. I was just like, like, this is it. This is all life has to offer for me. Um, I'm lucky. I'm going to be lucky if I even graduate high school because nobody else has in my family. So college was always something I was like eh, right. don't know if that's gonna even happen because where where am I gonna get this money from right. like this is just it like I would have killed exactly. middle class like sign me exactly. like exactly the thing is college was an expectation <laughs> yeah. for me you know when when I got an acceptance into mm. college there was no big celebration or anything because my family just expected it and you know, that doesn't happen for so many people. And that's why, you know, when I hear these middle class or even wealthy people who are like, well, they just, they just need to get an education and they just need to, you know, pull themselves up by the bootstraps. (laughs) And it's like, well, yeah, it's not that easy. Not that easy. (laughs) You know, you look at it there, you know, there were, there were, you had to prove that you could read and write to vote, you know, and that was something mm-hmm. that was geared towards yes. black and African Americans coming out of yep. slavery. And that was not that long ago, you know, that's only a couple generations Correct. separated from people, you know, in fact, the, the first woman who ever went to an integrated school is only 65 years old. She's, She's only six, which blows which my mind. That's, you know, that's millennials' parents, you know, or you know, a Gen Zers Correct. grandparent. Yeah. You know, that's someone who's not that far separated, and so that's why we really need to. When we talk about poverty mm-hmm. and we talk about all these things, it's you know, it's 
inherited a lot of times. It's something that is so deeply entrenched in people's personal histories that that middle class and upper Mm -hmm. class Americans and especially white middle and upper class Americans don't understand because they've always been middle and upper class that that's always been their family is they've always Mm -hmm. had those advantages it's the yeah right you're born exactly step ahead you know and to me like too because i mean i even think about it now and i'm like i still had more Mm -hmm. privileges than because you know a white family Mm -hmm. being white and everything like that but i'm like I, it just makes it breaks my heart to think about like those that were even a step mm-hmm. below me. I'm like, I know I had it bad, so I could only like it breaks my heart to think that, oh my God, we're children, you know, as right. I'm, you know, granted, not to be like, Ugh, but I did complain a lot and had a lot of feelings of like, you know, it sucks that I can't afford this, but at least there was a right. roof over my head and stuff like that. So sometimes I have to check myself and be like, you know, it, it, as sad and corny as it sounds, it right. could have been worse. Exactly. You know? But I, I also want to remind people, because I think it's really important, too, is that just because you didn't have, like, a shark bite and you had a bee sting, you can still complain about mm-hmm. the bee stings, you know? And I think it's important that we... True, yeah. Right? That's such a great um, way we, to put that. That we don't... <laughs> you know, people who experience pain or lower socioeconomic statuses, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes middle and upper class Americans try and push on this narrative, like, oh, well, at least you weren't starving in a, in a hut somewhere. And first of all, usually that's racially tinged, you know, you're being racist. Yeah. Second of all, what yeah. you're doing yeah. <laughs> is you're trying to make people in lower classes fight and hurt each other or try and turn on mm-hmm. each other so that way they're not looking at yes. the people who are really the masterminds of creating wealth the, gaps, the problem. which yep. are upper and middle class Americans who hoard wealth and make mm-hmm. it almost impossible for people to climb out of generational poverty. And so that's why I just, I always think when we talk about people who are in poverty, especially in the United States, because we're Americans, that's where it affects us, um, that we're not trying to look elsewhere within other groups of poor people or other groups of you know other poor countries Mm -hmm. because then what it does is it creates this narrative that you know at least you're not those people and what does that really mean and that you know you can live in your story and still you know have validity in it yes I love that that's such a great way to put I love that Beasting and shark, but yeah, you're, you're like you're welcome. <laughs> and basically, yeah, boom, dropped on that. So definitely, um, would love to hear your experience with you know um, right. fundraising right. and working with you know okay 
all that. So I'll let you take that Great. and do with it what you want. Yes. You're already killing it with like the Try. analogies and shit. Um, so basically, <laughs> um, coming out of college, I ended up moving to California um, for an internship program. And I realized I loved it out in California and I didn't really know what I wanted to do while I was there. And it was just after the 2016 presidential election. So you couldn't, Ooh. no, no, we were not going to talk about that. You could imagine <laughs> as like a young millennial straight yeah. out of college, you know, who's pretty progressive. Um, I really wanted to give back to communities. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just keep working for fortune 500 companies and because i i just didn't know where my skills lied and so i applied originally as a volunteer coordinator at a nonprofit aiming to help children and youth experiencing homelessness and what it kind of turned into Mm. over time is i started doing fundraisers i planned their annual galas i did online campaigns and I did that for two years and what I really kind of realized in that time is that there is still inequality and discrimination and a lot of the things that Mm -hmm. workers experience in for-profit companies they also experience in non-profit companies and I think that's something exactly. Mm, and I think that's something which is rough. that pe- a lot of people don't realize and, and they don't do their research on nonprofits and they don't really see mm-hmm. where the big issues lie. And so um, working in Orange County, California, yeah. a lot of people, A, don't assume that there is a problem there because I'm sure you're familiar with the Real Housewives of Orange County. And and so the Bravo TV show that has all these uber rich women running around drinking white wine, um, and and not a care in the world, just not a care, yeah, nothing. And uh, they don't realize that you know just a few miles north of those really uber rich communities are more inland cities like Anaheim and Fullerton. Um, that are really suffering and they have really a lot of lower socioeconomic people who are generally speaking the ones working in a very famous theme park in Orange County, California with Mm. (laughs) I wonder where Mm, I wonder where (laughs) and you know these these um, large stadiums and all those workers are typically you know they're they're living in motels some of them are living in their cars and and what people don't realize is that the fastest growing population of people experiencing homelessness are children and families and in fact in our country they make up over 33 percent of our homeless population and so there's this myth of people who experience poverty that they're drug addicts they have you know mental health issues they have you know they're lazy they just don't want to work and and what it what it really is and what you know homelessness really looks like for a lot of people 
are people who are working two or three jobs, who are trying to make ends meet, who are being priced out of their communities. They can't mm-hmm. afford rent there because of, you know, gentrification, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's in certain areas like Orange County, there's no, um, there's no rent caps. So rent can be increased increase as much as it wants to be and they're being forced out of their own communities Mm. and so a lot of times what I was noticing when I was working there is that you know we realize that people look at homelessness or people who experience homelessness as these really transient populations and it's like a lot of them are community members who have lived here for 10 plus years who have grown up their whole lives here who are just being forced out and so you know i'm seeing all these you know bigger nuanced ideas and fundraising for the nonprofit i'm working at and i'm realizing that you know all of the workers there are working 12 plus hour days um And what we feel like Mm. is we don't get this huge say in what our organization does, even though we're the ones, you know, who are really executing these problems or, you know, executing the mission to solve all these problems. And, you know, it just feels like a lot of times, especially in my experience that I felt like you know, the people who are heading these organizations weren't necessarily the same people who, A, reflected their communities. So they're being led by people who are also middle and upper class and white when the majority of people who experience homelessness, uh, the percentage per capita, it's mostly Black and African Americans. It's people who are Hispanic. It's it's very Mm -hmm. clear that there's this gap between organizations and the people they actually serve and so it just became very hard for me to feel like a lot of the times we were treating symptoms and not the root cause of a lot of things so mm-hmm. we exactly right. so we like focus a, a on band-aid. getting yeah. clothes on getting prom mm-hmm. tickets on getting you know things that help kids and are so life enriching and i i don't want to devalue them at all because those things are obviously important but at the same time right. you know you're going to shut down your rehousing program which actually helps people get into apartments and gets them in to the places where you know a lot of people mm-hmm. can actually afford rent you know because they're working two or three jobs but it's hard to get into those places because of immigration status or because of their credit history or eviction history or because of you know a lot of outlying factors that are really difficult to overcome if you don't have some sort of backup or some sort of person or entity coming in and saying we'll help them and so it for me I I I enjoyed it I think I learned so much the only reason why I'm able to talk about all of this is because Mm -hmm. I did work for a nonprofit organization but at the same time 
you know, it's shown me that there's different avenues to address poverty as well. And that's why I'm actually applying for law school because I feel like what we also don't talk about it is how um, poverty is criminalized and penalized because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you're late on a bill or something, you know, you're going to be charged a late fee on top of it. And it's like, well, you couldn't afford that. So why do you have a late fee? And, you know, they're going to make it so you can't set up your tent in a public area where we paid taxes for it as citizens anyway. So I don't understand why, you know, our public property isn't actually used for public people. It's fine. It's it's okay, whatever. Yeah, Angel Stadium across the street, you know, it's an eyesore, (laughs) you know, and and it's these big you know, companies who control a lot of it. And, and so that's why I just, I feel, yes. So yeah. <laughs> but like, oh yeah, God. Yeah. Like, why don't these big companies build? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> it just, and it blows right. my mind. Cause I, going back right. to, I feel like it is like a stigma, you know, sometimes you do you you, and I mean I'm guilty of it sometimes too and I have to check myself where you might see a homeless person on the side of the road or something and you I feel like society as a whole has always made it seem like oh if they're homeless they did it to themselves Mm -mm. somehow and I'm like (laughs) but wait I was homeless before (laughs) like uh just like you said like they're not all drug addicts and stuff like that like right why don't we just help and like and like you said not to like take away from yes it's great if you can help out you know but if you have the means to, and we can get more into this when we play our little game and everything like that but like it kills me when people were like like Mm -hmm. I find it like beautiful and great when somebody like like the bet like me Mm -hmm. now like yeah I am fortunate you know I've gotten out of that. I did go to, spoiler alert, <laughs> did go to uh, yes. high school and graduate, went to college, yes. got a degree, have a pretty, yeah, stable job, two incomes because I have a husband and everything. So I'm proud, but like, the, I can't exactly. be like, here's thousands of dollars exactly. I can get to girl, student loans <laughs> and everything. But I'm like, we've bought meals right. for people and stuff before because it's just like, Girl, I get it. I was there. Yes. But then you have these people that have like all the means and they're yes. like, here's yes. a pair of there, socks. Exactly. Like, there were okay, so girl. many companies <laughs> that I was that I was working with and advocating for my nonprofit. And I would be like, hey, like, you know, we need ten thousand dollars to rehome, you know, a family or something. It's like, well, can we just give you yeah. backpacks and school supplies? And it's like okay yes but like families can't really pay their rent and crayons like to be sure, really like honest but... with you like I, and I know maybe that yeah. is a little insensitive but it, it, it's it's you know no but it's so true because I mean yes girl, the tea I was that kid you know we would you know rely on churches to get school supplies and stuff I was never one right. of those privileged kids that was like i get new school supplies and backpack every year no you wore that shit until the the straps broke off and the binders and everything exactly 
it's helpful, but at the end of the day, it's like exactly the lights have been off exactly. for two weeks. And, it would have been nice if somebody huge paid part our of light my bill. Job was getting <laughs> school supplies and backpacks and toys for the holidays, and I knew our families appreciated it a hundred percent. You know, I and I don't want to be, you know, one of those yeah. people who like post a picture with you know look I like gave this backpack to like this kid and it, it, it it's like look, you know, and I I would have yeah. moms who didn't speak English who were just crying because they were so happy because they were they knew their kid would finally get something for Christmas mm-hmm. and it, it broke my heart not in right. in saying that you know it's not something good I did or anything but I, I, it was more of a wake up call of like, what am I doing yeah. here? Like, what, what are, what, what is our real goal? What here? A, like, yeah. Our goal is to end homelessness. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how a Target gift card is going to long term yeah. help. 100%. But I do see how it helps in the short term. And, and yeah. I don't know if I'm skipping a, skipping ahead or anything and I don't want to 100 kind of, you know we need no, to do no. both we we need to do short-term and long-term well, no, we solutions can, yeah we can get into simultaneously yeah. and that and I know that's the tricky part but yeah so I don't want to get ahead but yes. yes I vehemently you know see those issues yeah and I definitely yeah and we can you know, that is the next topic I want to talk about and everything. But before we mm-hmm. get into that, I, I feel like me personally, too, yes. going back to, like, the little things, like, short term. Yes. Yes. I I loved those things as a kid, you know, yes. the times where we got donated stuff to us and stuff. But, I mean, there were there was also times where I was, like, I, you know, if it wasn't for right. those, you know, and I was very grateful. I was, like, you know. I probably would have lost hope soon, like a lot sooner in right. all, all together. But it's like at the same time, right? If you know, oh no, no, no. but it's not being... saying like oh these churches or well, you know, I mean, and that's they have millions of right. dollars. But it's like if, yeah. if the world, <laughs> not, not to spill well, the tea, yeah. but to absolutely well, the churches that spill we were the going tea to, bro. giving <laughs> like, is yeah, you know, and there and and spill that's the, the other thing yeah. is it, it comes. yeah to exploitation too of like there were plenty of not just churches but you know other faith-based groups and organizations who would be like yes oh yeah we'll give christmas trees but we have to meet the families and we have to they have to pray with us and they have to you know Mm -hmm. do all these things and it's like well let's just all be honest like let's just all be honest with what we're impacting you know how much impact is that is and I think that what it that that's what it comes down to is are you doing a nice thing just to do a nice thing or are you doing it for your Instagram feed Mm mm-hmm or you know, or for your correct, for yeah, your, for like you know, PR, to feel good about basically. yourself versus it's just the right thing yourself, to do. yeah, right, right, and that's what we can, so we can get into that, like right. how people Ooh. can help slash support slash stay informed, and I think you hit the nail on the head, like right, 
do it out of the kindness of your heart. Like if somebody came up and was like, oh, can I have $10 because there's a family? In it? Yes, here you go. I'm not right, going to say, mm, exactly. let them drink my Kool-Aid yeah, first before, yeah, and, you know. And, and like, the thing is, I just feel like, first of all, you know, addressing some of the symptoms, the Band-Aid solutions, like you had mentioned before, I think are all good and well. And those are something that, pro- those are mm-hmm. things that need to be addressed. Yes, like kids need mm-hmm. food in their belly. They need clothes on their back. They need toys and life enriching things because you know I I think also just to backtrack a little is what people don't understand is that you know growing up in homelessness or poverty you know it has huge impacts on children's development you know kids typically have higher levels of emotional behavioral problems Mm -hmm. increased risk of serious health problems are more likely to experience Mm -hmm. separations from their families experience more school Mm -hmm. mobility repeat a grade be expelled or drop out of school and have lower academic performance Kids who don't Mm -hmm. graduate from high school are 4.5 times higher to drop out. And the graduation rate for kids experiencing Mm -hmm. homelessness is 64, 67%. And the national average is 88% graduation rate under our previous presidential administration. Graduation rates were actually 94%. So. I'm just saying that maybe mm-hmm. overall, <laughs> throwing it out there that maybe mm. overall we need to throw that out there. Rates, but especially for kids who are experiencing homelessness, it's super severe. Correct. So, first of all, base level, that's why you should care yeah. about kids and families experiencing poverty is because all it does is create more and more people experiencing poverty and homelessness. And there are serious health mental health physical health consequences for that happening Mm -hmm. because i feel like some people are like well who cares like why does it matter that's why it matters is because first and foremost children and humans you know we shouldn't have to argue about their dignity and the fact that they should you know it should be a right to live and thrive in a country especially that has so much money a ridiculous amount of money. We just make money whenever we want it. Yes. And like. And yes. preaches. Yeah. Yes. Like. And Literally preaches like the American dream. But I'm like. Hundreds of ugh. millions and billions of dollars to bail out large corporations. It is a sham. Police officer. Or, you know. Or police officer. It is a travesty mm. that we have. <laughs> kids and families experiencing homelessness and poverty in one of the richest countries in the entire world like like baseline point blank don't argue with me don't slide into my dms don't at me i'm not arguing with you it's there (laughs) like like yeah you don't need the addy you're not gonna pull up because i'm not gonna fight you on it it is what it is and honestly if you don't agree with me you can unfriend me don't care right um and yeah it literally i said it in my um yes one of my past episodes where i was because i was talking about black lives matter and i said if you're one of those all lives matter bitches like yes like stop listening to my podcast because clearly i'm not your demographic so that's my new thing like if you don't agree clearly i'm not your demographic bye you know (laughs) i'm not gonna 
if you if you don't agree with me on the the inherent value of human life of a person we are not friends yes get out of my face i just i can't even talk to you and it is what it is you know if you want to if you want to argue about policies or the best way to do something i can talk to you about that but if you just are plain up just will not say that black lives matter and people matter (laughs) like people matter who are specifically targeted people matter yeah like you can catch these hands like i just i i have no clearly yes and that's the thing like it 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 baffles me because i'm like the whole thing doesn't mean like Mm -hmm. they don't think that all I, i was actually talking about this earlier and you know i found a really good analogy like if you have a neighborhood with 10 houses and one house is on fire the fire department's not going to spray every house down. They're going to spray down the house that's yes. on fire right there in the moment. That doesn't mean that the whole neighborhood doesn't matter. But right yes. now, girl, this house it, is on fucking fire. Exactly. So we need to do what we and need to do. Let's like extend or else that analogy. This whole neighborhood's going to go further for the because flames. I, I haven't seen a lot of people do this. But imagine if we just, if we keep yes. letting that house stay on fire, what's going to happen? It's going to spread to the rest of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is saying Correct. that not yes, all lives bitch. matter, but this organization matters. And you're saying that these people who are withholding power mm-hmm. from its community matters more than any individual life. So it's like, Come on, like you can't sit there and tell me that your president or your police force really cares about you as an individual because they clearly don't. So stop defending people who don't care about you and start caring about people who are actually in your community who would go and get Mm -hmm. a bucket and help you with your house on fire, you know? And and so that with that being said, yep. you know, clearly we need short-term solutions. And that is something that I feel like communities can easily accomplish. People can easily mm-hmm. make sure that if someone asks you for money on the Definitely. street, you know, you can give that money, solve the issue for right now. You can buy a sandwich, you know, you can give a water bottle, mm-hmm. you know, those are things that are easily yep. accomplished. I personally feel like the best long-term solution that we have is making sure that our government works for us and we make sure. Yes. 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 The people that we hire. Imagine that. The (laughs) The government actually. Yeah. The people working for the people. people. Because honestly, and for those who are fiscally yes. conservative, let's talk about numbers for a second because I got them. I have them. So, <laughs> what we're looking at right now. Yes, so, mama. Fun fact taxpayers spend about $35,000 per year on one individual experiencing chronic. 
homelessness. So that is a person who is out on the streets who have been there for a really long time. Mm. If we were to rehouse them, so meaning give them a stable place right. to live, on average, it would cost $12,800 per year. So almost half of what we're currently paying now as taxpayers. Furthermore, half, it would cost yeah. about $16.9 billion to rehouse homeless individuals. What we spend on our military budget in 2019 with 686.1 billion what we spend on police forces is 151 billion dollars and what we spend on people on keeping people incarcerated is around 80 billion dollars so when we talk about we don't have money to help homelessness that is a complete fabrication it's our current government and administration believes we should not invest yep. in homelessness. And that's where the problem really lies is that we see people, we have right. judgments about people. We discriminate against people who experiencing experience homelessness or poverty. And we don't value them. We don't see them as community members. We see them as outliers fuck, yeah. of the community. We don't see them as people who would have our help and so what we need to make sure that we're doing is we're supporting initiatives that really help our people so rent control initiatives are super important we need to make sure that we have more affordable public housing and we need to really look at our city and state budgets so i think it's really become evident with this whole defund the police movement that many Mm -hmm. city budgets are just funding police forces with a few society, you know, few human service initiatives thrown in there. And our human service initiatives should be the majority mm-hmm. of our costs, very honestly. And we, yes, exactly. And we right. need to make sure we Honest, stop yeah, human, criminalizing like, poverty and homelessness. We need to stop making it so yes. it's this revolving door of people going in and out of our prison systems and therefore they can't accept housing. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't get housing because they have felonies of things that are not really trying to be felonies that, you know, they're not being thrown in jail because they're sleeping on the sidewalk. They're not, you know, because they have nowhere else to go because especially, you know, you know, men can't, like, if it is a family, a lot of times men can't go into the same shelters as women, their families get broken up, you know, we we really make it difficult for families to stay together when they're experiencing homelessness, and we we punish them for it. So we need to make sure that we are calling our legislators, that we are writing them, and we really need to make sure we're, for long-term solutions, we are voting for people in our offices, our public offices, that will actually work for their people and dismantling these systems that continue to oppress them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to say. Yes, yes that is what I Yes, say. it is. Yes, bitch. Yes. Oh, literally, it, it's so it's so true to like girl we don't and have much like no baby we note, got money we just put if it in you the are wrong going places. to donate to nonprofits because i know people 
still believe them. There are nonprofits who do wonderful things. Like, let me just say that. I don't want to seem like I talked this whole time and I was just, you know, shitting on nonprofit work Mm -hmm. and humanitarian causes because I I totally get it. There are, but make sure when you are investing in a nonprofit that you are looking at their financial reports. So you can go to charity navigator dot org and they will pull mm-hmm. up your the nonprofit of your choice their financial reports see how much ceos are making if they're making you know 25 percent of the entire budget for the nonprofit you know if they're if it's very clear that they're not actually paying for social services or they're not you know investing in their programs and their clients and everything else make sure that the places where you do put your money because money is power right. honestly in this society are actually doing the things you want it to do it's not just it, it is the government work right. because obviously that's the other thing with nonprofits is a lot of times they're treated like a private sector so there's all this you know fights for territory and organizations it's really hard for nonprofits to honestly raise the amount of capital that's needed to solve these problems. But if you are going to contribute to it, make sure you're doing it in a way that's responsible and you're actually looking Mm -hmm. at them and not just, you know, putting your money in a place that like your friend suggested, or it just sounds nice because a lot of nonprofits, they say they do something and they actually do the opposite. So just do your research when you do those sort of things. Definitely. Yes. 100%. I think Mm -hmm. it's super important. I know you've Mm -hmm. been um, studying criminal Mm -hmm. justice. We talked a lot about that. You know, Mm -hmm. it is a revolving door. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get a record, it's so hard to get out of it. It's like, yes, it's, it's just so hard. And the labeling theory is real, especially if you're, you know, in in inner city and everything. And, oh, you're stupid. You're poor. Whatever, whatever okay, well, I'll, I'll, that's what I'm, that's my life. I'm going to, and you know, it's really hard to come out of that mindset. I was in that mindset for so long where I was like, you know what, this is it. Like, this is just how life is, but then, you know, you have to get out of it and it's so hard and I'm fortunate, (laughs) you know, enough. And I don't want to spill the tea too much on my siblings, but you know, my sisters, you know, both of them, I have two older sisters, neither of them graduated. They decided to, drop right. out at 16 and everything like that and they got into that that you know in and out of jail and stuff like that and you know mm-hmm. my one sister I'll be transparent and honest we don't really talk much we don't communicate because she her life choices right. are still something that Mm-mm-mm. I don't agree with like it's bad drugs and everything like that mm-hmm. not fucking with that and she's made so many yeah not today ma'am but she's made so many comments and stuff like well you Mm-hmm. We're privileged, and, st- and I was like, "No, no, baby, we were handed the same cards, and I made something out of it." But it's so, and it's so crazy because my other sister mm-hmm. who did the same path, she's mm-hmm. like five or six years clean. Mm-hmm. She's like yes. a department manager at um, a store. I'm not gonna name, but like, it's so hard though to break out of that. And so, for me, it's like. I get it. Like, it's so hard. Like, and like mm-hmm. you said, like, sl- oh, you're sleeping on the right. sidewalk. So I'm going to arrest you and put you like, why focus on other things in, in 
like and I think it is because it goes back to like society thinks of exactly. it exactly like, it's the eyesore like we don't like the way right. this looks well then fucking right. do Especially, something about it producto like, I think we're take some money you know Ugh. we're segueing into it but you know most billionaires like let's just talk about <laughs> okay because yes yes bitch Let's get into it. Yes. Oh so God, the yeah. game, yeah. So the game that I want to play, which is like an imagination game, you know, and it, I got the idea from yes. um, Bill Gates. I don't right. even give a fuck because I'm going to call the names. Bill Gates was on Ellen and did like a Price is Right type of yes. game. Didn't even know, like, he was so no. far removed <laughs> from the world. Like, you don't even know how much pizza well, rolls cost, first of all. They're, they're pizza rolls are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, They're like so good. How do you not like? But he was so. I don't even remember the numbers. I just remember watching yes. like two, two, him guessing two things, and I was like, "Fuck you!" Like you are so. But I do want to precursor that with. Right. If you work hard, if you are, you know, you work hard. I don't want to discredit right. you. But also, Which, it goes back to if the majority of billionaires a gold or silver <laughs> spoon in your mouth. Uh, Kylie, Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Who, oh, oh. Um, what's her name? Kylie Jenner. <laughs> well, okay, because there are. Didn't Forbes strip that so title? Allegedly, I'm gonna. Yes. Look, future, future lawyer me is gonna say allegedly. Allegedly. She future lawyer lied about <laughs> okay, how Ellen. much her company was actually <laughs> worth. Which, when she, I thought out she was a billionaire, I was like, explain. Ma'am, how how are you and your gross how lip gloss brushes? Because did you see that like whole skit? Like how like you as an e-commerce brand trash? I just don't. Why? Yes. Do you know well, why? That, okay, first of all, that was she handed she handed a Pepsi to somebody. <laughs> it solved all her problems. It's okay. It's oh my god, t- I am totally not. Chair. Oh my god, I'm like, so I'm such seen... a bad person. <laughs> like, um, no, but it, it's yeah, arrest well, me. Okay, first of all, here's here's my rant about billionaires. Okay, if you just like like let me do that real quick. Um, <laughs> First of all, they have more money than they could actually spend in their lifetimes. So that is the thing about billionaires is it is extremely difficult to spend billions of dollars. So what they're really doing is just hoarding wealth for no reason. It's gross. Mike Bloomberg spent $500 million on his presidential campaign. There's over there's only like almost 400 million americans he could have given each american a million dollars in some change he could have fixed flint michigan's water he could have done so much with that money but you get great tax breaks when you donate (laughs) and fund your own presidential campaign so and that's yes billionaires can can fight me honestly that's exactly honestly like second billionaires y'all are the worst and i hate you like 
why why and i i also want to like people like bill gates and stuff you pointed out perfectly like they have this like oh my god isn't he adorable like isn't it so cute that he just doesn't know how much pizza he didn't know how much pizza rolls are worth and it's like um pretty sure he didn't he know solve Girl, the majority of the world's problems right now if he wanted to so he's not like this cute little billionaire he's just so out of touch of reality he's a monster <laughs> he's a dick and and uh he's a dick i have no qualms about <laughs> saying that it makes me feel good yeah. actually i think my karma is is being rejuvenated and restored right now because i said it yeah. so yes yeah it 100 percent. i can't like when like granted it's great when like you know rich right. celebrities and stuff like they right. donate money it, but i'm exactly. also like you fucking should but you're and also getting a tax break and, and it's <laughs> like, unfortunate that so it's you know it's under this guise of oh yeah you know generosity and people you know realign their fandom with them when they do those things mm-hmm. and i'm just like you know what you you could donate the majority yeah. of your wealth and still be like one in the top one percent exactly exactly super wealthy yeah it is why yes <laughs> and that's why okay so the second part you know besides fuck billionaires <laughs> if we just okay. magically overnight no you go billionaires, first you go first what would we oh, do okay. i'll let you go first or do you want me to go first you're the guest Okay, good. So me and it's gonna get a little sappy and stuff, bitch. I like you said, like there's no point. You gotta fill. Yeah, first, you gotta bitch, fill your student cup loans are paid before off. you can fill others. <laughs> Done. Bye bye. Chum shade. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I, I would be like, I would tell my husband, babe, what you, what house you want? Let's go. Let's do this. But I would donate so much money mm, and give so much mm, money. Mm, but mm. I wouldn't even do it in oh my, my God, name. I would donate everything yes. in my mother's name and preach her. I know. It's so sad. Like, everything would be, you know, I I, I was like, yes. oh, I would give back yes. to JU. I would uh, give me uh, Yvonne Rice wing of, you know, whatever. I would donate everything in her name because I would rather her have the praises, you know, and everything. But I right. would, I would just, because you can't like. I would right. make sure, like, okay, I'm comfortable, yeah. but money like can't said, buy you happiness. Could not spend and I've seen it that, like, in your lifetime, girl. You <laughs> do exactly. You are, and and these people right. who just want to donate it when they're you're dead, being greedy. It, it it's you know they want to put it in their in their wills or whatever. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you want to, it's like you're sealing yourself up in a gold tomb at that point no. because you're, you're basically saying, you know, well, when I'm dead, I don't need it. It's like, you don't need it yes. now, bitch. Like how many houses can you buy? Like how many, now like, you can only have so many iPhones. Like, right. Like, Correct. No, and that's why I think, like, like, and when people are like, well, I want to make sure my kids are taken care of. Your kids yeah, don't like, need $10 billion. Give them like, a chunk sl- of change. Give them a million. They'll be fine. Like, and call it a day. Because, I mean, that's the thing that, yeah. And call so, it a day. What else would you do? Is that it? Is Or do you have more? 
Yeah. Well, no, that's the majority. I would, and I also would give back to like my good friends and stuff like yes. that. Like I, like even like in yes. family, of course, like my mother-in-law, I'd make sure, I'd be like, bitch, quit your job. You never have to work again. My sister, I'd be like, girl, you are set. Like you're good. <laughs> you my need husband, a billion like, dollars I'd be like, to okay, have kids. Okay, we can afford to have kids. <laughs> like, you know, it, I would take care of, literally to have one don't even get me started on oh yes i would do yes. that and then like all my good friends like yeah. kelsey you like i'm like bit, yes. let's live it up let's do i will pay for everything i'm gonna treat you i would be and but like i the majority right. would go to like donating to like the trevor mm-hmm. project stuff like that you know Gotta helping out research. like all the good like do my research good um you know charities and stuff like that I know exactly because you never know and I also me mm-hmm. selfishly would probably and that's the thing too because my husband he he'll tell you, you he'll be the first one to tell you I will be like yeah you can get whatever you want I don't care like McDonald's. oh you got a bonus yes and I'm like I don't care but me I'm like he's like babe buy this no, like he has to yeah. force me I'm like mm. No, I st- I'm still weird about that. I'm still weird about like treating yourself and everything. I would treat myself probably, but I'm such a doofus. I'd be like, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to a used bookstore <laughs> well, and I'm not yeah. going to even look at the price I of the books. I noticed that a lot with our generation <laughs> that's in me. general though, because that's, we don't expect to ever be in a place where we're truly comfortable because, mm-hmm. you know, it, Right. Exactly. Like that. Like I don't want to think, think about. I think it's just so sad that that's like the millennial dream. Add it like, on, that baby. <laughs> I just really want a house with a yard big enough for my dog to run around, and like, dream. and have my, you know, my yes. 2017 Hyundai Correct. accent paid for. You know, I don't even need a new car. I just want it paid off. You know, my student loans and stuff. Right. Correct. I. I don't. Yeah. Like student yes. loans, dream big. I remember being a kid and being like, "I want Ex- a mansion." That, oh my and, gosh, that would be no. Amazing. Now I'm like, that would, yeah, that's I just probably, have a car payment. I mean, that's probably me too. Like, I would just pay off my debts and the student loans. Dream. I would Ex- too. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Pay you off go, my. Yeah, you go into yeah. You know, that, that's a given. I pay off debts, every single debt. You know, I have. it would it would be great. That'd be the um, first thing I, I do also, if I'm like doing the like serious you know what I think billions of dollars should be funneled into to like you know do that is I think I would do policy change you know I think that would be my big thing is you know you can only spend I mean we spend billions of dollars every fucking year in this country you know trillions of dollars and so you can only you know if it's a one-time deal that I only have a billion dollars you know, and I could never make more, invest it more or whatever. I, I would seriously do policy change because, you know, we really need in this country, especially right. to stop spending our money on our greatness to, to, to use a certain president's campaign against yes. him. Um, because that's what we do is it, yep. it it's really just like, pomp and frill yep. is why we spend so much on yep. a fucking wall that has to cut through you know rivers and mountains mm-hmm. and like you know and, stupid or shit like 
a military yeah. budget and, and divide out. Yeah. today we have so many military tanks we chuck them out in the desert and just blow them up because we have way too many of them you know um i'm hoping that you know it's very obvious that politicians mm-hmm. you know money talks that's why the nra has one of the biggest lobbyist groups you know but if if there's finally money and like human services i think they'll actually fucking do yep. something because they're little bitches that way <laughs> right yeah and that's i think that's the thing especially talking now with the defund the police i see all these idiots who immediately get have deleted you, like if you defund the police like who's gonna save us who's well, gonna help us and i'm like we're not saying police? like take every single penny away like but like i'm sorry if you invested that right and that's my thing too i'm like if you invested that money it, into yeah, human services so and stuff like that, is, you want to have as many people on the streets doing stuff. Poverty. Like, and, well, it's it's people <laughs> trying to survive. You know, like why do people steal? Because they, you know, they yeah. don't have money. Like they're, you know, and, and obviously there are like steal really violent yeah. offenders they're and everything else, which are yeah. results of different things. But and that's results of different societal failures. You know, yeah. like we're not talking about you know, that toxic masculinity with and and you know Mm -hmm. patriarchal bullshit and you know all that i said that in class one time by the way is i was calling someone out on their patriarchal bullshit and my professor let me do it and i was i i was living for it i loved every moment of it so from then on that's like been the phrase of mine um but anyway i just think that you know to be a good billionaire i don't know if that exists but in our game in our world we're good billionaires you know obviously um and our game we won and we are the best billionaires yes. that ever existed in, game, in we life because we're so <laughs> fucking nice <laughs> but not in a ever. patronizing bill, Ga- bill gates way uh, you know my serious yeah. thing is policy change <laughs> But my not serious thing yeah, is, Bill Gates I, mean, yeah. I want an island so bad. And I know, I know having your own private island oh is really God. problematic. Yes. With everything that like, you know, with everything going on. But I'm just but... saying that an island going would on, be nice. I need it would escape. be lovely. It would be great. But I mean, yeah. and, and, and honestly, I just think all my debts yes. would be paid. I would have like a house that would be mine. I would have enough money to like get me to the end of my life in which I could die in comfort and mm-hmm. <laughs> and make sure, you know, people are taken care so, of yeah. like Kelsey and, and you would all be invited to the island. I would use the island for good. I swear the island would be, yes. you know, a a refuge for good yes. it would be awesome it would be great good. but um yeah I, I think i think that's it good that's <laughs> so good i didn't even think long term yeah <laughs> i didn't even think long term but i guess i would i would totally like after everything's paid off and donate money and like you said make sure i had enough i'd be like okay brandon which is my husband um let's go 
and I would totally go get like a, a yes. hotel or yes. bed and breakfast or something over in like Greece or something. Live my best mama mia fantasy, be Meryl Streep, and like just write some yes. books when I get bored and publish them and everything. And just be exactly. like, oh, all, somebody how, needs help. You know, Here's some money. Just, like, just live a, my best a bunch mom, of musical mama numbers mia up life. Your sleeves, <laughs> on an island somewhere. You know, and exactly. Overalls. Have exactly the best pair <laughs> exactly think, y'all would be invited too <laughs> yes and we would, we would rehearse yes yes we would like just... the best pair ever i'd be like i have a pair for every day yes <laughs> oh you should 100%. absolutely but i could hire and do that, I could that be like, is, let's have a choreographer come and do it <laughs> like, that's the... and i I, th- yeah. I think that's another thing I would do too. I would support like the fuck mm-hmm. out of small businesses and like artists and stuff like that. Yes. Like struggling, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, let me go yeah. spend a shit ton well, of money I think with, would be great with you to make your like, day, to make you the, the next billionaire so you can like give it back. programs like, and schools like some and, yes, like, and like pay for kids to go see like Hamilton or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. that's like, you know, I, I mean, I have a billion dollars. I could do it all. Like, yes. Oh, I totally would. You know? Yes. Yes, we do whatever we the fuck I want. Like, are. here's a like, nice little party it. bus. We're going Broadway to Broadway, and, <laughs> and you know, make your life into a Broadway musical all the time. Yeah, done. Yes, just like have musical. Have oh my gosh, I should. That's what I would do too. I'd make yeah, my life like into your, a Broadway your musical. Monday is like a <laughs> I'd day fund it all rehearse and be like, "This and is then the, the rice rest of the project." Week is like just living your life. As a musical. Yes. The right story. Yes. Done. Oh, book it. Somebody book it. <laughs> well, I definitely I definitely think we won the billionaire game. We would be the best billionaires ever. Before we go though, any recommendations on I know I, I do want you if you could give the charity website one more time or any other recommendations that people can check out to help. And if you want to always, uh, um, you know, if you want okay. to promote your social media or anything well, like that, I usually give the um, option if so somebody has like a podcast or anything, but first of all, feel free if you, you want know, more followers. <laughs> seriously, seriously, write your Congress people, write your, and also like don't underestimate state and local governments elections. Like mm-hmm. we need to make sure that our, budgets go to budget meetings like make sure that your government is working for you as much as possible then we are working for a government um when you are donating to nonprofits go to Mm charitynavigator.org you should be able to find you know every single thing about the nonprofit that you are looking to support and donate um make sure that in your conversations with your friends and your family that you're Perfect. always, always talking to them about why certain language isn't okay. You know, steering conversations, making sure that you are being, you know, holding mm-hmm. people accountable and also being honest with yourself and your experience and don't downplay it um, and, and try to be as transparent as possible. You know, I don't want to say, you know, I'm, 
advocating for people to be genuine people but yeah like ultimately like let's be real you know let's be real with each other let's not try right and we should be yeah we're (laughs) so much more and i'm talking we like white middle class people like listen up like we need to make sure that we are holding ourselves accountable and if this is truly our cause Mm -hmm instead of maybe going on you know these expensive extravagant trips to you know different countries to for your instagram feed invest in your your community and your community means everyone and then mm-hmm. you can follow me at instagram if you want yeah. uh, it's at caitlin k-a-i-t-l-y-n-n underscore ramsey r-a-m-s-a-y um i'll drop a bomb selfie every now and then and um hopefully i'll be follow yeah just I yes have, yeah hopefully and um, follow corgi so if you want to you know, get some corgi content to be and, she's gonna be the and next also i do drop more kind of you know social activist stuff i try and <gasps> yes. you know, make sure that i'm putting as much out there as possible so who knows maybe if this podcast goes well who knows what will happen um but yeah so that's where i'm at and yeah girl we got into it right so let's take a moment to reflect on that cute little interview and I got my little books out. My book, not books. Uh, dummy. Anyways, do my little um, flippity floppity. I posted a picture of this book on my Insta. Um, so go check it out if you want um, some of that, you know, goodness. And again, it's my self-meditation. I just hit my mic. Oops. Um, 3,299 tips, quotes, reminders, and wake-up calls for peace and serenity. So let me find a good random one. Boom. Okay. Ooh, this is good, especially going with, you know, yeah. Clean your house. It not only gets rid of dust and cl- dust and clutter, but cleanses you within as well. Let me say that again, because I kind of butchered it. <clears throat> Clean your house. It not only gets rid of dust and clutter, but cleanses you within as well. Ugh, I love that. That's so true. Like, there's so many times where it's, like, super annoying, and you're like, I don't want to clean. But then you do, and you get this feeling of, like, oh, bitch, I did that. And I think, I remember even, too, going back to the whole being poor and impoverished and not my um, growing up, you know, we didn't take pride a lot, you know? Like, I never had friends come over or anything like that, because I was like, girl, we poor. We don't have AC, you know? No, you're not coming over. I don't, no. I'm not letting you come over to see this hot mess where we have like no food, no AC, a like bobo ass furniture and stuff like that. Like, no. So we definitely though, we would like me specifically, like my room was always immaculate. I would always, I would like for fun rearrange because I mean, we didn't have cable or anything. So I was like, let me do this reading and rearranging my room. Like true gay boy, fantasy there and I would clean what I I could and everything I was doing my own laundry since I was like in fourth grade because I was so particular about how I wanted it done and everything so yeah but every time it was like you know what I may be poor but look at this bomb ass clean ass room right here like how many rich kids you know 
I guess in a sad way, now that I'm thinking about it, it was kind of sad. It was like, rich kids have all this stuff. Which, again, like, rich to me was like, if you're middle class enough, <laughs> um, have all this stuff cluttering. No, ma'am. So I've definitely, as I've gotten older, realized the more that you clean and declutter, clutter, it really does, you know, give more space to... I don't know, just vibe out in a good way. It does. Like, it makes me feel good inside. And I'm like, oh, like, thank you for all these memories and all this stuff. But, like, don't hold on to it if it's unnecessary. Especially with clothes and stuff like that. Like, no, ma'am. Like, and I've talked about this with my minimalist episode with Christina Sloan. Like, it's a, it's very, like, I don't know, therapeutic thing, you know, to just... Oh. Anywho... Let's just take a moment to take a deep breath in and out while my dog ruins us and barks in the background. Maybe she wants to meditate too, you know? Anyways, let's enjoy this meditation minute. And now for a segment I like to call Herster Lesson, where we take a look at an LGBTQ plus community member or an ally who has helped impact the community in a positive way. Enjoy! For this installment of Herstory Lesson, I'm going to be talking about the fabulous Billy Porter. And if you don't know who he is, rude. He is... Well known right now, I would say currently he is on Pose, and uh, he plays Pray Tell on Pose, and just amazing, amazing um, on that show. But he actually has um, been on other stuff in the like. But his start though was on Broadway, so he's on Broadway. He comes playing so girl, um, and I know he was in like Dream Girls and. Um, Kinky Boots, and I, I want to say, I should have looked it up. I want to say he was in Greece as well, too. But also, one thing that I think that he is really good at and amazing is turning out those looks. You know, on the red carpet, in Pose, and um, when he showed up to the Met Gala, everything. Like, it's such a, a gender-bending, like... Don't take it so serious. Like, this is fashion. Look it up. And so that's something that I think is always brave. And I love when the LGBTQ plus community can do that. Um, to show, like, you know, you can be more than one thing, you know? 
you can mix different styles and gender, whatever. Like, it's it, it's so amazing. And he's not only supportive, of course, for the LGBTQ plus community, but then also for women's um, rights and stuff like that as well. And like I said, if y'all haven't seen Pose, bitch, y'all need to go watch that. It's so good. Um, amazing. And he does such an amazing job because his character... Um, I don't want to give too much away, but shame on you if you haven't watched it. It's on Netflix. You know, his character kind of goes with the, the the ups and downs of the HIV AIDS crisis and everything like that. So um, bringing attention to that. And I think, you know, any actor out there that's willing to take on roles like that, because it's very difficult, you know, to um, put yourself in that mindset and everything. It's very brave and amazing to be like, yeah, let me get on that. Let me um, show their support and, you know, just lend myself to that whole culture and everything like that. So yes, Billy Porter, keep on slaying. And like I said, go watch Pose and then Google some of his outfits on the red carpet. You're going to gag. Girl, the tea, something... <laughs> out of left field for what you're watching on this week. I can't even something that I actually used to play as a child because again, poor. So there wasn't much that we could do, you know, um, at one point we used to have a PlayStation two. It was like a couple years behind and I did play wrestling games relentlessly, but the floor is lava was always a go-to free fun game. And girl, <laughs> Netflix has made it into a game show and I'm not even going to lie. Me and my husband binged it in like two days. It's so good. It's like a mixture between Wipeout and like American Ninja Warrior. It's so bad but good. Like you can't stop watching. Of course it's not real lava. It's like a watery with like slime in it kind of residue looking thing. But they're so dramatic. I love the theatric of it all. Very dramatic. And like, they act like it's really love and they're like, Oh no, so-and-so fell. And oh my God, you just have to watch. It's so good. So of course the whole premise of the game is jumping on objects to get to, um, from start to finish without falling into the lava. And it's just so good. It's so funny. And so funny to watch all these adults not only let loose and play a game but then talk shit beforehand and be like oh no we're gonna be great we're gonna be awesome and then they fall into the quote-unquote lava and you're like mm, where's all that that muscle coming from damn bitch because you just fell so good highly recommend it's a good binge it's a good way to release um and take a break from the world highly recommend it 10 out of 10 the floor is lava on netflix that's what i'm watching so yeah For this week's installment of Mental Health Moment, I got with our special guest, Caitlin Ramsey, to ask her what she does to keep her mental health in check, and girl, she hit the nail on the head. She stuck to the theme, first of all, we love a good theme, and she also was um, a budget-friendly, like, bargain moment. We love that. We love a thrifty queen. We loved a moment like that. So definitely listen to what she has to say. Soak it all up because it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. So yes, please listen to this nugget of wisdom from Caitlin on what she does to keep her mental health in check. What I like 
to do to keep my mental health in check is things that are really easy and cost effective. So going for a walk or maybe taking a drive. And there are absolutely a ton of free meditation apps or even going on YouTube and typing in <laughs> quick meditation. They're really easy things you can do every single day to make sure that you're feeling refreshed and ready for whatever life throws at you. Well, all you cool cats and kittens. Not really, that's disgusting. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> Um, hi, all you beautiful people. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the Sunshine and Steven podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Big holla out to my friend, um, Caitlin Ramsey and also Kelsey Martin for introducing me to like 90% of my guests on this show. Um, love you both very much. And I'm so glad, um, me and Caitlin got to talk and spill the tea a little bit about, um, you know, the less fortunate in the world and everything like that. And, I would love to have her on again. So you guys, if you want that to happen, let me know and I'll force her, but not really. I'm not going to do that consent and everything you guys, but yeah, there it is in a nutshell. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Please continue to show your support and, you know, subscribe, send this to your friends, send it to people that you think would enjoy it because that really means a lot to me. Please continue commenting and sending me messages and stuff because I make people so good about myself and I feel like I'm actually doing something even though I'm just like sitting here talking to myself half the time. But you know what? It's beautiful and it's gorgeous and so are you. So thank you so much. And again, you can follow me, follow my journey, look at my silly face. I almost said stupid, but no, we're not going to do that today. No self-hating on yourself today, Stephen. Um, but yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sir Stephen Rice. S-I-R-S-T-E-V-E-N-R-I-C-E. Sir Stephen Rice. Go look and like and share all my stuff. That'd be great. And hopefully everybody's having a great July so far. Great summer, even though, you know, that Rona bitch is still a thing. So please wear your mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, have a fantastic day. <laughs>